I just started now recapping of what what happened over there and how many friends and how many cool people I met over there and the Moon Genimate. You know, they're really cool people um, and cool ETs, you know, to make friends with. We made friends over there. And I, I, man, I just wish people on Earth understand how, how many nice different ETs and cultures there is out there working together. You're listening to Exopolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala, your source for the uncensored truth regarding the human, extraterrestrial, global, and political agenda. Click the like button and subscribe to this channel. And now, here's Dr. Michael Sala. Okay, we are with uh, JP, and he is my long-term contact. I've known him since uh, 2008, and uh, he has been uh, in the U.S. Army now for um, getting on two years, I believe. So, JP, why don't you just tell us um, what it was that prompted you to to join the Army and anything about your background uh, that you want to share with the audience? Hi, Michael. Um, good afternoon. How you doing? What made me um, join the Army was to be part of a generational thing. My grandpa, he was in the military, and I got other family members in the military. So, you know, it's one of those things, you know, in the bucket list kind of thing, you know, that you want to do. And, yeah. That, that's what really wanted me, you know, to join the, the, the military. Now, one of the things that I've spoken about um, in my articles about you is that uh, you had contacts starting in Brazil in 2008. And since that time, uh, different people within the intelligence community and within the military encouraged you to, to join, you know, join classified programs or to join the military. So, uh, you know, what, what influence did that play in you deciding to join uh, the Army? I know there's a lot of classified stuff out there. And since I got my experience in, in Brazil, it really interested me to join also, you know, the military. My father, he's been through experiences I don't know if I, yeah, in Puerto Rico, he's been through, you know, different experiences. And I went through uh, experiences, uh, as you can know, and as you wrote in your articles about, about me. And what I think is, you know, joining the military, uh, I know you know me like for 14, 13, 15 years, I think it can bring credibility in the situation I was in and joining the military. I think it could be, you know, um, experiencing what's happening right now. will really, you know, people, a lot of whistleblowers coming out, but the situation that's happening right now, the Pentagon letting loose the, the papers and all that, you know, it's, what can I say? <laughs> okay. Now, when you joined the military, um, the Army, your military occupation specialty is as a 
uh, quartermaster chemical repairer. So just explain what, what is it that you do? You know, that's your regular assignment that you've been trained to do that for the Army. So what, what kind of things do you do? It, it, it deals with chemical pumps, all kind of pumps um, in the military water going through pipes and how water travels through underwater or, you know, checking the systems, make sure they're not broken, checking the, uh, the connections of electrical systems of certain types of water pumps. It could be advanced water pumps or unadvanced water pumps. And a lot of people you um, use these kind of systems somewhere else, you know, more for top, top secret stuff that we do. Mm -hmm. Well, well, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, one of the things that you said that you recently did a, a few months ago was that uh, you uh, were part of these classified missions to the moon where you were doing things like setting up water pumps and de-icing. So can you explain what it was that you were being sent up to do on the moon? More pulling security. You know, the first job as a soldier is to make sure everything is secure in your surroundings. So your first job is always um, protecting and pulling security and being told what you 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 know being told what you have to do you know secondary jobs coming after you know your mos coming after and you do that you know when they need it because they already have the, the specialists and they already have you know their people doing that that they you know they know much more than what we know you know in those particular missions so you know our first job in most you know, is to, you know, pull security and make sure everything is, is right. And if they need me, um, I know how to do it, you know, secondary, you know, okay, he knows how to do it and he's pulling security, pull him over here and let's see what's the situation, see what he can help you with, you know. But more, more than all, it was more pulling security. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about the actual uh, missions to the moon? These were covert missions. Can, so can you tell me a little bit about those? Which moon? <laughs> the, the, the moon, like our moon, Earth's moon. Like you, you went there, you told me about missions to Earth's moon. So can you say a little bit about that before we talk about the other moon? Yeah, sure. Um, we... You go into a ship, you fly over there really fast. You enter to a protection zone that it's once you enter these zones that enter into the moon, um, you know, surrounding of the moon, there's always a there's always a ship there monitoring and making sure that we go where we need to go. And there's always, you know, that security before entering 
what is the facilities of the moon. So you always have, uh, you always have somebody behind you or in front of you pulling that security, making sure you are there to do what you need to do. You know, you're doing that mission. You know, like, for example, 1969, when Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong and they went to the moon, Buzz, Buzz says that, you know, there was always a light following them, you know, making sure that, you know, like, like monitoring them. And mm -hmm. they've been doing this for a long time. They know what they're doing. You know, those those people in the moon, they, they know what they're doing. And, you know, we just go there to do what we're told. You know, they give us the helmets. They give us the, the breathing and, tool and you, that we need. Huh? And you told me that uh, you were flying on hybrid craft, craft that had been built and were being used by U.S. Space Command. Uh, that also had Nordic extraterrestrial technologies. Yeah, it's used by us, and it's also used by other ETs. You know, it, it interfaces with different species of extraterrestrials and humans, mm -hmm. you know, and different races of humans. And, and you told me that you they made you do lots of missions. You're flying back and forth from the Earth to the Moon for lots of big construction projects. Sometimes you forget a lot of things that happens, you know, on the moon, you know, on the way back, you just, they put you in this room and you just forget. And later on, you get these flashbacks. Oh, that's what happened that particular time, that, that moment, you know, you remember here and there about the missions and all that, but not fully, you don't fully remember all the missions and it's tough. That's tough because there's a lot of us going through the same situation and it's really tough because not everybody on earth knows what's happening. You know, everybody's living mm -hmm. in the box. And when they realize that when they see what's happening in the big picture and all these people start coming out, all these whistleblowers really start coming out, you know, people are going to realize the, the truth. Right. And that's, and that's what you're doing now. Um, now, you say that uh, part of the standard operating procedure is that uh, soldiers, uh, you included, when you do these missions, when you come back to Earth, uh, memory wipes happen, and most soldiers forget, but you, you remembered. Yeah, mo uh, there's some soldiers that they do remember. Um, I remember one of my friends, he's a specialist. He tells me people that more are entwined with a spiritual, you know, with a spiritual life and are entwined with music and sound. Um, it's a certain part of the brain that is in charge of language and music and creativity. Those type of people are more prone to remember the the situations that you've been through and in mm -hmm. your past life and you know the SSP the the program certain mm -hmm. kind of programs you know and it, it's it's the way they take it away is 
basically with sound and different types of technology that they have that zooms in you and goes through your your pineal gland and and just wipes out everything you know so people that are musically inclined and um, language inclined they're more to remember the the past of their missions mm-hmm. Well, I remember a couple of months ago, um, this was after you told me about the moon missions and I wrote an article about it. Um, you said that you had an encounter with an extraterrestrial, uh, Lovent, uh, you used the name, and he told you to get ready for an upcoming mission to Ganymede, to the moon of Jupiter. So tell us about that uh, encounter you had with uh, Lovent. Uh, you know, who is he, How? What? what, what happened, and... Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, Lovent, he's a he's an ET, but he's human-like. You know, he looks Indian type of you know um, descent. So he came up to me saying, "Oh, we have a mission, all that." I just started now recapping of what what happened over there, and how many friends and how many cool people I met over there in the Moon Genomade. You know, they're really cool people, um, and cool ETs, you know, to make friends with. We made friends over there. And, I, I, man, I just wish people on Earth understand how, how many nice different ETs and cultures there is out there working together. You know, a lot of people look at Star Trek and they see it as a show, but, man, that's the biggest drip drop in, 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 in the history of humanity if they understand what, what is that. You know, when I went to the moon, Genomade, and I was there. I remember pulling security, but also just having fun. Not having fun, but like talking to other cultures, talking to, you know, they may look different. They may look weird, but we're all practically the same. And we love, we, we share things about our family. We share, you know, sad stories, good stories. Just, they're just like us. It's just they're more advanced, you know, and, and that's something that they keep to themselves and they don't share about how advanced they are. It's like rude, you know, you sharing, oh, I'm more advanced than you so that you can't do this and you can't do that. You know, they don't, sh- they don't show that. They just, they're your friends and they teach you. And, you know, it's really new. If, if somebody that's new that does this and they go over there, it's it's weird. It's a weird um, situation you're in because you don't expect to see think ETs are, are people that are different than you. You know, um, they're so taller. Clear, so let's be clear here, JP. Uh, we're talking not just you, but we're talking about uh, many soldiers, including people from the U.S. Army, and maybe other countries, military being sent to Ganymede to work with uh, specific missions uh, dealing with the extraterrestrial life on Ganymede. Yeah, um, it, it's not. The thing is, it's not only Ganymede. It's, it's um, different facilities around Saturn, Jupiter, the the asteroid belt, right by Mars, Venus. It, it's different parts of the galaxy. And our solar system. Um, it's really interesting when, when you think about it. 
and all this is coming out now. You know, all this is really coming out. And people that thought, like, people that thought that we were nuts talking about this, now they're realizing that it's the real deal. It's happening. And, like, I got told that 2024 is going to be a big year of this closure and 2023 after this administration is done. Okay. So, so you, you went to the moon of Jupiter, Jupiter's moon Ganymede um, to perform. I'm sorry if I get, you know, carried away in different things. It's just, I guess that's how my mind is. I'm sorry. I understand. But, you know, focusing on Ganymede for the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. So you went to Ganymede and you told me, also recently that there was a, a very new group of powerful extraterrestrials that had just come into our solar system and that they had taken up residence on, on Ganymede and that that was part of the mission that the that you were sent on with all of your uh, army and air force and other uh, military personnel to, to go to Ganymede to, to what, to meet with these extraterrestrials? What, what was the purpose of we were bringing We were bringing material and stuff that we have here in the moon and we have here on earth stuff that we have built um like crafts or weapons it's not really weapons but you can use it as weapon. i call them weapon because if this type of technology is on a wrong hand it could be used as a weapon so anything i say that i say weapon is a technology that it exceeds um human beings so if it's on the wrong hands, I call it a weapon because if somebody uses it the wrong way, but we were there to bring different kind of stuff that I can't really talk about, but um, I'm already saying a lot, but it's different kind of ships, different kind of weapons and transporting kind of devices that we can bring to that planet to help out the people that are working in those facilities better they're you know it's like an upgrade of different things that they need that we build that we bring to them and pulling security at the same time because we have to bring the armada and pull security make sure everything is going right and but you know i yeah we we have we know that there was there was um powerful beings coming to 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 generate um, they're 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 really powerful, and they really know a lot about the universe, and they really know a lot about what's happening in the present and what's going to happen in the future. So they they're really like like in different timelines, working in 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 the same time. So you know, but our job is to do what we're told. We go to Genomate, we drop off the equipment, even though. You feel the presence. You feel peace. You feel something beautiful that you never felt before. And when you're in the presence of these beings, you just feel like like your mind opens. Your connects to the universe, and it, it's a weird experience. You feel peace. You feel like what all religions um, illustrate that you feel. You know, and once you you do that you do your mission and you head out and you're passing and you get out a gentleman where they're at. That's when you, you realize, wow, 
what an experience, how beautiful, how, how fragile we are, you know, how it's, yeah, it is what it is, Michael. So these beings being in their presence, it just elevates your consciousness and, and it's, it, it obviously has influenced you and is it influencing other soldiers that are being part of these uh, covert missions to Ganymede? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's influencing a lot of, uh, you, you come back treating everybody so beautifully and so good, you know, and so beautiful. You, you treat people beautiful. Um, you treat humanity as a delicate, you, sh- you treat everything on, in the world as really delicate. You, you look at the tree and the tree talks to you. You're like, wow, like not literally talks to you, but you know, it talks to you It's living. It's you look at everything and everything happens for a reason. Like when you come back, you know that everything is happening for a reason to exist, to it's like everything is connected. So is this part of the reason why you feel it was important for you to come forward to start revealing the truth about these classified military missions to Ganymede uh, to meet well, with extraterrestrials? It's, it's not. It, I don't see it as classified because it's already out there. It's, it's people, people know about this. It's just they're, they're, they're scared to talk about it already. You know, it's just. Oh, not yet. We shouldn't talk about this yet. But you can still talk about it because it's already out there. You know, people are already doing it. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of time that we're going to have the president speak and say, hey, you know, this is happening. This has been happening. And it's time for the reveal, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've spoken to other uh, servicemen, uh, other people that you work with in, in the army that have been part of these missions as well that that are wanting to talk wanting to reveal what's going on mm, not not really they want to stay quiet mm-hmm. see um also there's really it's like let me, let me see about the how can i say this about the military everywhere you go there is bad people influenced by bad things and there is good people influenced by good things and good people and, and good you know and that that's 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 what's happening inside the military sometimes that there's good people and there's bad people and good people do good things and bad people do bad things and i i don't know if you're understanding what i'm trying to tell you Mm-hmm. But that's why part of the, you know, reason why a lot of people stay quiet. Okay. Well, you sent me today, this morning, a three and a half minute video where you talk about Ganymede. So I'm gonna, I'll play that as part of as part of this interview at the very end. So okay. do you want to give an introduction to that video for people that are watching it, this? It's a video I was you know, by myself in the house. And I, I just decided to do a video about, you know, how it feels to come back and leave friends behind working in different places. It, it, it doesn't matter if it's Genomate or other places, but yeah, leaving behind people that are doing something big for a better cause for humanity, not just for the United States, for humanity. 
all around our system and other solar systems mm-hmm. and and ETs. You know, there's people working together and it's it's tough when you see other people being lied to and trying to to deceive others. And it's hard. It's hard when you see people that you used to looked up to doing something that bad people do. You know, what can I say? It's an introduction of how coming home from Gen May, passing Jupiter, and going back home. It's a small, small video, but later on, we're going to do bigger videos and longer videos. Well, it's an incredible development. I'm so uh, thankful, JP, that you've got the courage to come forward and tell people about uh, these missions uh, that are happening right now to Earth's moon and to uh, Jupiter's moon Ganymede, as well as other locations in our solar system, and that this is happening and that there is a, a space alliance. Uh, we didn't talk about Space Command, but I assume that US Space Command is is the one kind of like running this from the uh, Earth military side of things. Yeah, no problem. Um, be blessed. Thank you for this opportunity. And I just hope everybody lives happy and be willing to share. You know, I'm talking to everybody that's in the military. Don't be scared to share. Um, this information. It doesn't matter how old you are. You know, you could be from the 1960s or, you know, this has been going on for a long time. Don't be scared to come out now to share this information. It's right now that we need this information out to share and to make humanity a better place, of, you know, the world a better place. Well, thank you, JP. Uh, wonderful that you've come forward. So, Thank you, uh, everyone, for for watching this. Uh, This Um, is Michael Sala with ExoPolitics Today. And don't forget to uh, like, share and subscribe to, to this channel.